The Gospel is written in the Gospel of St. John, starting at chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine, even as the Father knoweth me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be to Thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In a pastoral society like ancient Israel, sheep and shepherds were commonly used to describe the relationship of God with His people. We're very familiar with Psalms such as Psalm 23 or Psalm 100. The Lord is my shepherd and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And still in Jesus' time, sheep were very important as they provided both food and clothing. Shepherds had to have a nomadic lifestyle because of the available pasture. They had to travel with their sheep from one region to another as the seasons changed. And this is what created the close relationship between sheep and shepherd that we've heard Jesus describing and using in this reading. The shepherd cares for his sheep, calls them by name, leads them to pasture and water, finds shelter for them in inclement weather, defends them against bandits and wolves and willingly lays down his life for them. The sheep have great confidence in the shepherd. They recognize his voice, obey his commands, and they follow wherever he leads them. The word good, Carlos, means first and foremost beautiful, suggesting that the good shepherd is attractive. But at the same time, he is good at his work. So this attractive and very skilled shepherd draws us to himself and is able to provide accurately for our needs. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The word life, psyche, is actually impossible to translate by any one English word. The psyche means the self or the ego or the soul. So it can be the center of our earthly life or the center of our supernatural life. If the shepherd lays down his psyche for the sheep, he is offering the, them this very center of his inner life in all its varied aspects. Leslie Newbigin has written that here is the unmistakable 
criterion by which true leadership is to be distinguished from false. We are, he says, very familiar with the kind of leadership which is simply a vast overextension of the ego. The ultimate glory, whether openly acknowledged or not, is the glory of the leader, and the rest are instrumental to this end. Such a leader does not love those who follow, but makes use of them for his own ends. He is, in the words of Jesus, a hireling in the business of leadership for what he can get out of it. By contrast, the mark of the true leader is that of the cross. Jesus, as we've heard, is the good shepherd who knows his own sheep as they know him. Um, shepherds called their sheep out of the fold by their names, and the flock followed their voice. The Greek word for church literally means called out, ecclesia, from which all our ecclesiastical words are derived. And that knowledge that Jesus has of his sheep is rooted in his knowledge of his father and his father knowing him as his son. Stephen Verney writes that the son can do nothing of himself but he simply looks at the father and whatever he sees the father doing, so he does too. The father holds back nothing for himself but gives everything to the son. So it is, says Jesus, between the good shepherd and his sheep, between me and mine and mine and me. They are in my heart and there I see them in all their human ambiguity. I see what they are and what they can be, and I give myself to them, and I am in their hearts. And that is how the Good Shepherd knows his sheep and how they know him. They do not simply know about him or pass examinations in theology or even read books about John's gospel. They know him in their personal experience. And what is more, this love that we're talking about, God's love, is universal. So the shepherd uh, must also be concerned for other sheep who are not of this fold, but will hear his voice also and be brought at some time into one flock. So what Jesus says here is that what he offers is not simply for a little exclusive group, but is actually for the whole human race. And this is a challenge then to all who are involved in pastoral care of God's people because it takes time and effort to know everyone individually even as God knows us and to care for them as Christ laid down his life for us which may then demand the ultimate sacrifice. The ordination charge for priests in the Church of England says this, as servant and shepherd, set the good shepherd always before you as the pattern of your calling to search for his children in the wilderness of this world's temptations. The treasure now to be entrusted to you is Christ's own flock. And while that's true for all who are ordained, 
It is just as true whether we are an archbishop or a Bible study group leader, a minister, or someone just visiting an elderly person around the corner. Each of us in our Christian ministry is called to love others as the Good Shepherd loves us. And as Leslie Newbegin writes, this is the way for all humankind. And to follow this way is to learn the only true leadership. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.